This episode comes with gold planning digital goodies that are accessible by becoming a patron. So don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash fourth wall to grab your goal planning worksheet so you can start planning your writing now. Thank you and enjoy the episode. You are now listening to Beyond the Fourth Wall of Writing with your host, John Robinson IV. Here we smash walls, demolish writer's blocks, and learn how to harness the true power of storytelling. Let's get it cracking. Episode 2. Planning your writing. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm back, and we're here to talk about actually getting your writing done. I think that the major roadblock for actually getting any writing done is planning. The longer we think about writing without doing it, the more anxiety we have, and then we have to overcome that. But the best way to do that is with planning and goal setting. The problem is most of us really don't like writing out plans or goals, or we don't think of doing it. We think, okay, well, we know that we want to write this book or this comic or what have you. We know that we have a plan for it, at least in our heads, but then we don't write them down and then we don't prioritize it. And then we just keep pushing it back and back and back until Before you know it, the year is over and we really didn't get anything done, or at least we didn't get close to the goals that we had set in our heads. What I hope to do with this podcast is give you a way to break out of that mold of not writing down your goals, of not planning and not getting the work done. A lot of the time people make New Year's resolutions and on average, two weeks into January, 31% of those New Year's resolutions have been abandoned. So let's not let's not be in that 31 percent. Let's go ahead and write. Let's go ahead and plan our writing, because that's what makes you a writer. So remember, we don't need to just set our goals, but we need to write them down and create an action plan that we need to enact immediately. In this episode, we're going to talk about breaking down goal setting. We're going to talk about self-accountability. We'll talk a little bit about using timers to help with our productivity. We'll talk about going the extra mile, a little bit on writer's block, and then finally, we'll look at some tools for planning and goal setting. So let's get into goal setting. I can't remember exactly where I read this before. It was probably over 10 years ago in some goal setting book of some sort. But the things that I took from that and that I remember to this day is that goals need to be three major things, realistic, time sensitive, and quantifiable. Now, again, the original book may have put them in its own words, but this is what I took from it. And this is how I'm going to give it back to you guys. Realistic means that your goal needs to actually be attainable. (laughs) Don't set a goal that says, you know, in February, I'm going to write an 100,000 word novel along with my regular day to day life, 40 hour job without pre-planning this at all. I'm not saying that it's impossible for you to do that. I'm just saying that you want to take a step back and think about how realistic that goal actually is. Make a goal that actually works within your life, but still prioritizes your writing. And then make it time sensitive. Make sure that you're setting a goal that actually has a, a deadline or at least is done on a consistent basis. The deadline is always better than the consistent basis thing because consistency also comes with the deadline as well. And then make it quantifiable. 
make it an actual goal. Don't just say that I'm going to have this thing done by this time. What does done look like? Is it a 24 page comic? Is it a 100,000 word novel? Whatever. So what does the big goal actually look like? Well, first of all, what you want to do is you want to make it look like something physically. That means you need to write it down. For example, let's say your goal is by June 15th, 2020, I want to have the first draft of my 100,000 word novel complete. You could do that. That's fine. Just make sure that you actually write it down. Make sure, make sure it's a thing that you can look at. Write it on your whiteboard or your chalkboard or whatever. Make it something that you have to look at on a regular basis so that it is always in the forefront of your mind. If consistency works best for you, then you can use something like, I will write every day for at least an hour a day until my novel is complete. That works, but again, don't let it be a crutch. You may want to still go for the hard date goal if possible. After you set that big goal, the next thing you want to do is break that big goal into bite-sized chunks. Again, if your big goal is by June 15, 2020, I want to have the first draft of my 100,000 word novel complete, then you need to break that down into small milestones or into smaller reasonable sub-goals. So before you do that, you have to kind of take a step back, sit down and write what making that goal actually means. Do you outline? Do you need to do any research? Set up a time frame for your research. And again, don't use this as a, as a crutch because research isn't writing. That's a, that's a major fallback for a lot of writers is that they say, well, you know, I'm writing right now. I'm just not actually writing words down. You know, I'm doing my research. And again, the research is probably a necessary part of your writing. It's a good part of your writing, but it's not actually writing. So please remember that. So set aside your time for your researching, set aside a time for your outlining. Most of it should be done before your actual writing begins. Work that into the time frame for your realistic goal. So then you want to get yourself a baseline, figure out how many words you can write in a day on average. You're going to test this out over the course of a few weeks, maybe three or four weeks, Write down how many words you write per day, even if you write no words some days, add them up, divide it by seven, and then there you'll have your average number of words that you can write in a day. You can also do this with hours, so you can write down how many hours you've written for the week, add them up, divide it by seven, and then you have your average your average number of hours that you were able to write during that week. Do this over the course of like three or four weeks, and then average all of those end of week averages up and then you'll have a pretty good idea of what your your average words written per day or hours written per day so so that way you can kind of get an idea of how much you can actually get done realistically so let's say that you can write about 700 words a day out of four days during the week this is with your your job, your nine to five job, your family stuff, helping kids at homework, doing household stuff, doing running errands, whatever. You can knock out about 700 words a day out of four days during the week. Hopefully you can get more done, but let's just say that you have a really busy life. Go ahead and multiply that by four and you're at about 1100 or 11,200 words a month. At that rate, it'll take you about nine months to finish your 100,000 word first draft. That's not too bad. So if your original goal said, hey, let's have it done by June, go ahead and readjust that to about September or however long you think it'll take you to get that first draft 
done. Don't be afraid to readjust your original goal to make it more realistic, but you can try to shoot beyond that. That means that whatever, if you're, if your average words a day is 700 words a day, four days during the week, try to write all seven days during the week at that rate, or try to write more words on the days that you can write. Um, in other case, you should always try to shoot, be shooting beyond that. But if you can't shoot beyond that, then that's okay. Again, if the dated goal doesn't work for you and you don't think you can really give yourself a, a due date for your work, that's okay. I recommend doing it. But if you can't, then go ahead and do the consistency thing. That means write down something like, I will write every day for at least an hour a day until my novel is complete. This is the not as efficient method of doing this because giving yourself a hard date makes it that much more real. But if you can keep up doing your work consistently, then you'll still probably get your novel done in the same amount of time. You want to be accountable with yourself. That's the main thing. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about self accountabilities. So let's say that, yeah, you can write about four days on average based on your life and how busy you are. But you don't really know what days are the best days to write. You might want to say that the best days are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. But if things just don't work out that way, or you know you have certain things coming up, like a birthday party or something like that, coming up this Friday that you would usually write, then you may need to adjust your schedule. This is where the calendar comes into play. Use Google calendars or some other kind of calendar app to write down you know, a week or two weeks in advance, if possible, what you have coming up and then write your time blocks for writing on those days. So don't just make it a thing that you say you're going to do again, make it a physical thing that you write down, put it in Google calendars, or if you have a whiteboard calendar in your office or something like that, write it down on your whiteboard. Either way, you need to make it an actual time block. This makes it more real. So that when eight o'clock on Tuesday evening or whatever day that you set aside to write comes around, you have a timer that goes out that says, hey, it's time for you to go write and adhere to that. Don't just brush it off as a whatever thing. You need to make sure that you are keeping to the schedule that you set for yourself, because you know that every time that you don't keep to that schedule, that's time that you're not getting the work done that you said you're going to do. And, and that's setting your goal further and further back. And so you're, you're back in the same place of not getting it done. To-do lists help you out. Humans have tiny minds. Okay. <laughs> and I'm talking about us as a, as an entire human race. Uh, we, we are, we're rewarded by the most simple things as simple as a check mark on a list. So if we create a list and check things off, we feel accomplished. Trust me, I know that it works. If I have a whole boatload of things to do during the day and amongst those things is taking a shower and I go take a shower and then I check it off the list, I feel accomplished because I took the shower. You know, if I got to go get the car wash and I get the car wash, I feel accomplished because I checked off on the list. I washed the car. Seeing a list of things that you need to get done and then those check marks be be checked on those boxes. It makes us feel good. So if you write down that you need to write on your to do list and then check it off at the end of the day among your many other life tasks, we feel good about doing that. And then we feel good about knowing that we're getting closer to our tasks. So this could be as simple as I wrote my 700 words today, or it could be more complicated. Like I completed this argument scene and broke into act two. So if you know what's coming up in your writing, this is something that only you can know that you can write down that you're trying to accomplish that thing. I'm trying to finish this scene out before bed. 
And then at the same time, it'll probably knock out your 700 words or whatever your work goal is for that day as well. And you'll probably end up getting more work done. So that's a good way to do it. Make, make sure you keep uh, lists to keep yourself accountable. Remember, you want to keep your writing a priority. Don't just brush it off. Family and your well-being should be the two things that always come above your writing. So I'm not saying that, hey, brush off family and brush off you know, your personal health for the sake of writing. However, it should come above a lot of other things. You have to prioritize it. If your favorite TV show was coming on and you know that it comes on at the same time that you need to be writing, you might need to go ahead and record that show, get your writing done, watch a TV show later. How many times do you choose to watch a TV show or play a video game or watch watch the game or whatever instead of writing? Let's try to flip that around and do your writing instead of watching that TV show. I guarantee you that you'll feel more accomplished and then you'll feel better about watching that TV show later. Trust me, do the work first and then play later. It feels better. Record your writing in a note or a calendar as the days pass. This helps to to keep an accountability with yourself as far as how much you're getting done. So if on Monday you wrote a thousand words instead of your 700, you feel good about that. And on Tuesday, if you wrote your 700 words, then you feel good about that. And on Wednesday, if you wrote that big red zero words, then it's kind of a reminder for you to not do that again. It'll, it'll make you want to write your 700 words at minimum the next day. So that's that's the big thing about self-accountability. You have to write these things down, make them physical, and then follow the goals that you set for yourself. Don't just brush them off to the side. Make sure you make your writing a priority. Let's talk a little bit about setting timers when it actually comes down to your writing time. The thing about writing is that a lot of the time it's done on your computer. And on your computer, you likely have the internet, which means you have social media, which means that you have probably 90% of the rest of your life in front of you. You have to make sure that when you're on the computer writing, you block out everything else but your writing. Close down your browser. Yes, I know you probably have 12 tabs open up in Chrome. Close them. You can open them up through the history later. Close those tabs down. Close the browser unless it's research related to your actual writing. Close down everything else. Turn off your notifications. Put your phone on silent and write. Still, even if you do this, it may be difficult to actually focus on the writing. So a good way to mentally put ourselves into this into this mode of writing is to set a timer. If you know that you usually write two hours a day, set a timer for two hours and do nothing but write for that two hours because you know that that's all that you can do during that time frame. It is not a time to let your mind wander and check Twitter. It's not a time for you to, oh yeah, I got to do that social media thing and, and schedule it for my email list. While those things are important, this is not the time for this. Your time block for writing is only for writing. So when you have that timer going and you can see the seconds actually ticking off, it makes you focused on that writing task. Along with timers, there's something called the Pomodoro Technique, which is a time management method that was developed by Francesco Cirillo. I think it was back in the 1980s or something like that. In any case, the Pomodoro Technique is a way to keep you focused without burning yourself out. It basically works by setting a timer for 25 minutes and then you write 
as fast as you can uh, with as much focus as you can in that 25 minutes. And then when your timer goes off, it gives you a five minute break. Go ahead and check Twitter, check your email, go get some water, uh, snack on a snack, whatever for that five minutes and then come back. And when that timer goes off again, you write for the next 25 minute block. The great thing about this is that there are several apps out there. You can search it on Google and find a, a web application to set this timer. And you could just hit it and start writing because it'll automatically set your 25 minute block or whatever block that you set prior to and then set your five minute breaks. And then I think every third break or so you get like 10 or 15 minutes or something like that. Either way, it keeps you on task and it keeps you actually writing during the time that you said you're going to write with breaks so that you don't burn yourself out. I've tried it before and I can attest to the fact that it definitely works. It works different for everybody, you know, depending on the depending on the person. So, you know, if you feel like you could write for the full two hour block that you set aside for yourself, then do that. If you feel like Pomodoro will help you, then do that, too. In either case, just make sure you set some sort of timers while you're writing to get as much writing done as possible without influence of the Internet, social media, TV or whatever. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about writer's block. I'm going to tell you right now that my mindset for writer's block is that it does not exist. Writer's block is nothing but a huge perpetuated excuse amongst writers who are trying to find a justification for not getting their writing done. <laughs> and so a lot of writers will say they deal with it, but in reality, it doesn't really exist. And to define what writer's block is in my head, I, I, I kind of regard it as a utter and complete shutdown of the ability to write. Usually it can last for weeks, uh, months, and some even venture on to say years. It is not real. It is just an excuse. So is the muse. The muse is not real. The muse comes when you're at a high because you're feeling good, you just ate, you're well rested, and maybe you watched a really awesome show, and then the elusive muse hits you and you go and write. Okay. And what I mean by the muse isn't real, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that that inspiration doesn't happen, but it only lasts for a short time. It's not really the thing that should jumpstart all of your writing. To be a writer, you have to write the other 95% of the time that the muse is not in play. That means you have to write when you don't feel like it. You have to write when you don't like what you're writing because it's going to pay off. Remember, most of the time it's your first draft that you're trying to get out. And those things that you don't like, you can go back and edit them. Or if you don't like them and it's something that you think you can work out in your writing, go ahead, put your foot down and figure it out. Writing isn't easy. That's the thing. We have to work through it. So instead of calling it writer's block and putting it down, sit down during your your two hour writing block and figure out how to get it done. If you feel like it's just so bad that you can't get over it, fine. Skip that part, move on to the next part and come back to it later. Either way, there is always a way to get around this thing called writer's block that says that you can't write at all. It's bullcrap. You absolutely can write skip over the part that's causing you trouble and get it done. A lot of writing is about going that extra mile. And what I mean is, uh, like I said before in the, in the writer's block, uh, conversation, 
writing is tough. It's not easy. Most of the writers who are successful now sacrifice something else to get their writing down earlier in, the, in their career. I get it. It's 2000, you know, it's, it's 2020. A lot of us have to work our nine to five jobs along with all the extra entrepreneurial things we do on the side, including our writing. That's cool. If you can handle it, then you can handle it. But you have to prioritize your writing above most of those other things outside of your well-being life and your, your nine to five, obviously. But some of those things like those TV shows that I mentioned earlier, yeah, sometimes you're going to have to miss those. Sometimes you're going to have to be up late writing. Sometimes you are not needing to get your full out eight hours of sleep. It is just how it is if you are a writer. I'm not saying to always sacrifice your sleep. I'm not saying to go into work nauseated because you didn't get sleep every day. It just means that every once in a while, you're going to have to sacrifice some things to actually get the writing done. I remember reading something about one of my favorite comic book writers, Jeff Lemire, about how he, when he was younger, he used to work these really long, uh, these really long hours at this job. I can't remember how long the hours were, but I do remember that afterward he said he would, he would sit down and, and write for about six hours and then get up super early in the morning, go to work and do it all over and over again. That's the kind of sacrifice it takes to actually complete your projects. And to get them done well, if you if you're really feeling it, if you're really feeling that 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 drive and that motivation to get these projects done, that's the kind of thing you have to do some of the time. Now, again, do not sacrifice your health, family time or your well-being for the sake of writing. But understand that you have to prioritize your writing higher than some of the more menial feel good things in your regular day to day life. So just keep that in mind when you think about going that extra mile. When it comes to goal setting and planning your writing, some tools that you want to look at that will, I'll say the, the, the tool that I most highly recommend anyways is Evernote. Evernote is a note taking app in which you can place your notes into notebooks and then place those notebooks into notebook stacks. It is highly, highly organized. And you can even give different notebooks or different notes tags, despite what notebook they're in. <laughs> so you can write your entire story into Evernote. You can create notebooks for your story notes. You can actually create your entire story Bible, which will be on a future episode of this podcast. Track your goals here in Evernote. You can go ahead and write all of your goals out. And you can basically use Evernote as a tool for all of your writing planning, all of your writing notes and all of your all of your writing goal setting, as well as the writing itself. You can write your entire book in Evernote and, and transport it over to Microsoft Word or you can write it in Microsoft Word uh, or whatever your word processor of choice is and attach that document up to Evernote. It syncs across all of your devices so you can get it on your tablet, phone, computer. And even if you don't have access to those devices, you can still access it from the browser. I highly, highly recommend Evernote. Check it out. Another tool that you can use is Trello. Trello is a listing app. So you can use Trello to make boards and then put lists of lists on these boards. <laughs> and what I mean by list of lists is that you can, uh, a board literally houses several lists and then those lists can house tasks. And, and inside of those tasks, you could put check off list in those tasks. So it's essentially a list of lists It's the ultimate listing app. Uh, you could use it to to do your to do list and then uh, keep track of your goals. And then lastly, like I mentioned earlier, you want to use a calendar app like Google Calendar. 
because I, I recommend Google Calendar because as soon as you write it in Google Calendar, you, you can have it send a reminder to your phone if you're using an Android. And I think you could even set it up to do that if you're using an iPhone. But in either case, you want to use a Google Calendar or some other calendar apps to set your daily writing reminders. Remember to put your time blocks in there with reminders of when your time block is getting ready to start so that you don't miss out on, on doing your writing. To recap, basically, you want to break down your goal setting, write out your big goal, break your big goal down into sub goals, and then plan out how to tackle those sub goals on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Then you want to make sure you keep yourself accountable. Keep a to-do list, check off yourself in a to-do list, keep a calendar, make sure that you actually sit down when your time block for writing comes up in your calendar, and and uh, make sure that you're honest with yourself about how much writing you're actually getting done. We also talked about using timers. There's a, you know, you could set a, a time block, set the timer up so that you can focus only on your writing during that time. Or you can use something like the Pomodoro technique to help you get your work done. I also talked about going the extra mile, sometimes sacrificing that TV show you want to watch, sacrificing the game you want to watch, or maybe a couple of hours of sleep here and there to get your writing done. Uh, that's what really, that's what it really takes to become a successful writer is sometimes going that extra mile, sometimes going past those 700 words you may have allotted for yourself to reach your goals. Also, I hit on writer's block a little bit. Again, writer's block is a myth. It's just an excuse. You can get around it. All you have to do is force yourself to write. Being a writer is writing even when you don't want to. And then finally, I talked about some uh, tools for planning and goal setting. So check out Evernote, check out Trello, and make sure you get yourself a, a calendar app like Google Calendar to keep track of your goals. So that's really all I have for this episode. Remember to check me out on Twitter. I'm at Fourth Wall. That's I-V-W-A-L-L on Twitter. You can also check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Fourth Wall. And then check out the Patreon where most of these episodes are free, but there are some behind the scenes episodes, bonus episodes, digital goodies that you could get if you sign up as a patron. So again, I highly appreciate you guys listening to and supporting the podcast. And remember to keep breaking down those walls. Peace. We'll